Welcome to today's On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgway, author of On This Day in Tudor History. Now, today I'm taking you back to the reign of King Henry VII, the first of the Tudor monarchs. For On This Day in Tudor History, the 7th of November 1485, just over two months after King Henry VII's forces had defeated those of King Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth Field, Henry VII's first parliament attainted Richard and his supporters. Here is an account from Raphael Hollinshed's Chronicle. For the establishing of all things, as well touching the preservation of his own estate as the commendable administration of justice and preferment of the commonwealth of his realm, he called his High Court of Parliament at Westminster the seventh day of November, wherein was attainted Richard, late Duke of Gloucester, calling and naming himself by usurpation King Richard III. Likewise, there was attainted as chief aiders and assistants to him in the battle at Bosworth, advanced against the present king, John, late Duke of Norfolk, Thomas, Earl of Surrey, Francis Lovell, Knight, Viscount Lovell, Walter Devereux, Knight, late Lord Ferrers, John, Lord Zouche, Robert Harrington, Richard Charlton, Richard Ratcliffe, William Barclay of Welly, Robert Middleton, James Harrington, Robert Brackenbury, Thomas Pilkington, Walter Hopton, William Catesby, Roger Wake, William Sackett of the County of Huntingdon, Humphrey Stafford, William Clark of Wenlock, Geoffrey St. Germain, Richard Watkins, Herald of Arms, Richard Revel of Derbyshire, Thomas Poulter of the County of Kent, John Welsh, otherwise called Hastings, John Kendall, late secretary to the said Richard, late Duke of Gloucester, John Buck, Andrew Ratt, and William Brampton of Burford. In which attainder, nevertheless, there were diverse clauses and provisos for the benefit of their wives and other persons that had or might claim any right, title, or interest lawfully unto any castles, manors, lordships, towns, townships, honours, lands, tenements, rents, services, fee farms, annuities, knights' fees, advowsons, reversions, remainders, and other hereditaments, whereof the said persons attainted were possessed or seized to the uses of such other persons, with a special proviso also that the said attainder should not be prejudicial to John Catesby Knight, Thomas Revel, and William Ashby Esquires, in, of, and upon the manor of Kirkby, upon Rethick, in the county of Leicester, nor in, of, and upon any other lands and tenements in Kirkby aforesaid, Melton Summerby, Thropsyfield, and Godby, which they had of the gift and feathment of Thomas Davers and John Lye. And further, notwithstanding this attainder, diverse of the said persons afterwards were not only by the king pardoned, but also restored to their lands and livings. Phew! As you have seen from other videos and talks, uh, yes, these, uh, these parliamentary uh, acts could be rather wordy. Now, in Henry VII's first parliament on the History of Parliament website, Dr Hans Kleinek explains that the business of Henry VII's first parliament was naturally shaped by recent political events the king's tenuous title to the throne had to be fortified by parliamentary sanction 
his supporters who'd been attainted of treason under Edward IV and Richard III rehabilitated, the supporters of the dead Richard III attainted and their possessions seized. And that in that, by doing that, it was not very different from the parliaments that had opened the reigns of Edward IV and Richard III in 1464. who helped organise Henry VIII's education, was friends with Erasmus, and who had to give Catherine of Aragon some rather bad news, news she really didn't like. So do make sure that you're subscribed, click around about there, and that you've hit the bell so that you don't miss out on that video. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 7th of November 1541, Thomas Cranmer, Archbishop of Canterbury, visited Catherine Howard, fifth wife of King Henry VIII, in her chambers at Hampton Court Palace. Catherine had been confined to her chambers and the Archbishop's job was to get the now hysterical Queen to talk, to confess. He visited her a few times over a period of 24 hours and finally got a confession from her. But what did Catherine have to say? You can find out all about Catherine Howe's confessions and there were several in last year's video. You'll find a link to that in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.